That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wint. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Tom King. I write Batman Bitch. And this is Bat Force Radio. Welcome to Bad Force Radio, the Batman slash DC podcast with no limits. Doing a little news segment tonight. Nice late night on a Friday. I got Robin Cross up in Canada. Hey, hey. I got Grandpa Batman over in Texas. Malouche. <laughs> uh, we're just covering some news tonight. The bullet points uh, are the leaked images and footage of the new Batman movie with uh, Bat- uh, Batman stuntman on a motorcycle. I guess we talk. Uh, and Dan DeDio departing DC. That is huge news. Before we get into any of that, we have started our um, started our YouTube troop into YouTube. Um, we're getting our well. Feedback. We've always we've had the channel there for a while. Like uh, Tom's always put up some unboxing videos and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, as of today, we're adding the podcast episodes. There. Yeah, we're starting to get our content out onto the YouTube land, and we're gonna start to navigate YouTube. And we're long overdue, but we uh, we do things a certain way, and uh, we're pretty excited to get our content to everyone who mainly stays on YouTube. So, um, if you're a YouTube dweller, then just type in Bad Force Radio or Bad Force. And you'll see some archived uh, episodes along with new good content. And and for future expansion in the near future as well, uh, we got a lot of cool things in the works. So that's uh, going on right now. Um, so we're just going right, to jump right into the news today. Um, leaked images and footage from the new Batman movie hit the internet. And before we even get into that, I just hate when that... <laughs> I kind of don't like when that happens. Why do they... I don't either. Why... And it has to be an inside job, or there, or security is shit. Because <laughs> obvious, yeah. obviously, we're we're older guys, and we've come we come from the generation where um, the only way you get to see any uh, content from new upcoming movies was pretty much in the trailers when you went to the movies, and it was so exciting that way. Now yeah. everything is just leaked out so ahead of the game, and so many people throwing all their opinions around and it, it kind of takes away from the magic that once was with movie going. Um, but, um, and the same thing happens every time because we'll get these leaked images. Like the, the same thing happened before, uh, like when they were shooting Shazam, remember those pictures leaked out? Someone mm-hmm. took pictures with their cell phone from across yeah. the street and everyone was like, Oh, this suit looks horrible. Well, Obviously, it's not how it's going to look in the movie. And it's the same thing. This scene that we're seeing of, uh, Bruce and Selena on motorcycles. Ooh, it's not going to be during the day when we see it. It's you know they sh- they shoot stuff during the day, but then they turn it into nighttime. Is it is it Selena? Do we know that for a fact? That's that's the uh, the expectation. Like 
Yeah. I don't know what other chick he'd be zipping around on on motorcycles with. And there is that one shot where her visor's kind of up and you can see her eyes a little bit and people are speculating that that's Zoe under there. I was like, oh, what mm. if it's Talia? And they were like, stop causing trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I, you know, here's the thing. It's like there's no reason for this stuff to be leaked. So I, I'm guessing it's by design or you got the shittiest security in the world. So I'm guessing it's by design. And I wish they wouldn't leak this stuff. I really, I, you know, I just, it's, I know it's 2020, but still it's like, you know, save this stuff for like a nice trailer and then the movie, you know. No, they make, they make money off of it. They invite, you know, some, uh, you know, photographer and stuff like that. They, they, they know what they're doing. It, it's all. I guess it's all it is for PR. different. Yeah, it is a different form of advertisement, but you know, it, it, it takes away from the magic that we once knew. But it it is a different world. Um, and uh, so, what do you guys think about? Why, why don't we like section it? How about we just start with the bat suit, not the cow yet either. Just about what do you guys think about the bat suit? Can I be honest? <laughs> are are you a dishonest boy? <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe you got. Maybe y'all should go first. But uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Let me pull it up. Actually, um, I, yeah, I I don't I don't I don't hate the suit. Keeping in mind that this is his early days of being Batman, so like he's put together, you know, his his first suit to to start doing this Batman thing. Okay, like, and he's just put together, you know, tactical stuff. I I dig it. I'm not talking about the cow. I'm talking about there's a lot of. Arkham Origins influence in this. There just is, for me. Yeah, the, I, I think I think there's a lot of stuff going on, and like we've seen today, a couple different uh, creators they're all posting trying, pictures of it. They're all trying to you know, get some new influence of their work. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> trying to get. Dude, you got Sean Murphy like nice collar. <clears throat> you got Lieber Merho chiming in. You got uh, Raphael Grandpa like oh nice utility belt. And I'm like looking at all of it, it's like mm, it's a little bit of a stretch, but you know there, okay. There's, there's a lot going on, and it's not real focused mm. to me. Yeah. It's like, you know, who who is this? And like you said, it's kind of a hodgepodge of yeah, it is. I don't... of concepts, and you know, and another thing, just like what Robin alluded to, is like, you know, this is probably an early concept suit. We don't know anything about oh. the context, mm. but you know, it, it's almost like to me. And this is just my opinion, and I know I'm I'm jaded, and I'm always the pessimistic guy. No, no. I mean, I was I I was the same with Affleck, and then that turned out. You know what? I I loved B versus you know Batman versus Superman. Once you saw the suit, you're like, it's hard to go back. And once you got that suit in Batman v Superman, it's like, it's hard to go back to something that looks very similar to like. Uh, you know the Nolan trilogy, mm. where it's it's a a mech armored plated suit, mm. and and it just looks like a cheap Iron Man, and you know it, it looks like a costume designer trying too hard, mm. especially with the gauntlets. Yeah, the gauntlets I want to get into in a second, but I I don't hate the suit. It's it's very Arkham. I don't hate it at all. I um, the gauntlets are a yeah, bit much, but the gauntlets also are reminiscent of the Talons gauntlets with the daggers in them. Um, that's what I thought right away. 
that's a bit much. So it is kind of like proto-ish, but uh, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't hate the suit. Yeah, and the the way that I see it, especially for him being early in his career, of it, he's not. If if you're a, a an emotionally damaged guy who has decided to to put on a suit and go out and fight crime. Are you putting together something that's tactical and useful and protects you? Or are you thinking, ah, no, this doesn't look pretty. Mm. Yeah. It's there. There's kind of like a, a year one thing going on as well. A zero year actually thing going on as well, where it is kind of like, you know, just a little, little, little tactical piece there, a little tactical, tactical piece here. And, um, but I don't hate the suit. The cow, on the other hand, is a little weird. Uh, there is a Gotham by Gaslight vibe going on. Yeah. From from a certain angle, some think it's just his proto helmet cow because he's on the bike. Well, well that, there's yeah, also that, that's a, what I'm thinking. This this is his motorcycle helmet. Well, right. To me, so the goggles and everything. Yeah. Right. To that's, me, that's it's not like what's a, in the uh, screen test footage. Sorry, Gramps. It looks a little bit Batman sixty six ish because it's more oval, you know. It's a little yeah. oval, and yeah. and I mean that's fine, but yeah, I don't know. Man. Yeah, just I'm just not feeling it. I'm not feeling it mm. after after yeah, it, after getting a you know a, a comic based and really as close as we've ever gotten to a comic looking suit. You know, it's hard to, I don't know. The footage looked good yeah. before he sped out, <laughs> spun out. Like, the footage uh, looked kind of good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Was was he supposed, maybe he's supposed to fall there and that's why they were shooting that? I, I don't even know. I yeah. wasn't sure. But, yeah, I'm not going to argue with you that the helmet is the coolest looking cowl or anything we've seen. But it's the same thing. You know, if if this is just a bike helmet that he's crafted to look to, to fit the bat motif then you know how streamlined is it going to look you know it's it's not like he's not a cosplayer building something with the intent of it just looking good he needs a functional helmet and he just you know because he's obviously crazy it's got to fit the the bat motif actually there's another <laughs> angle of it that looked pretty good I, I think it also depends what angle you're looking at it from but there's another angle of it that, that we got in mind too that it's going to look the whole thing is going to look a lot cooler in the dark. Yeah, I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. And to Remember, be honest with you, uh, there, most there comments... There was a scene... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say most comments I've read, the people are pretty... They're feeling it. A lot of people are feeling it. The suit, the cowl, it depends what angle, and it looks like it's, it's a helmet. I don't know. The cowl, yeah. That, like it, it has goggles on it. It's just his bike helmet. There's one thing but, I'm uh, really happy about. But go ahead first, Remember uh, 89 Batman, there was a, they shot a daytime scene that didn't get into the movie because, no, the suit looks like shit in the daylight. We got to just keep him in the dark. That happens. That happens. Yeah. It's just one of those things. I, I would be perfectly fine if they just continued using the Batman Returns costume in every Batman movie. <laughs> just to be, I, I just really, you know, that was an that was yeah, the most how amazing suit. How are you gonna make money with action figures and everything? You know, that's that's. I don't know, turn. but they they could have just used that suit for every movie. Batman Returns. I mean, I'm, I'm liking the. I hope it looks more like Arkham Origins suit. I have a I have a real 
thing for the Arkham Origin suit, and this looks like it's almost there. What I'm really happy about is what I'm seeing with his bat cycle, and that is the front piece um, with the main headlight has like the two points going up as if it's like a bat accent. And yeah, that's I do what like I, that bike, man. I was missing this because um, for the past two Batmans, Christian Bale and Ben Affleck's Batman, his vehicles, there were no bat accents. There was no, like, bat wings on. You know what I mean? Like, all right, for the 89 Batmobile, the two back pieces, you know, it, it's like those bat accents. It's like, yeah, that's Batman. And this is the first time I'm seeing a vehicle in so long where it's like, you know, those points make you know it's a bat vehicle. Like the Tumblr and uh, that fucking ugly fucking flying thing he had in The Dark Knight Rises, <laughs> right? You you would never know it's a bat vehicle, but the uh, those points on this one, it's, and it looks badass. Well, what was yeah. it, What was that thing in Justice League? I don't even know. Uh, the the fox, the flying fox or something no, it was called. The fox and then yeah. whatever crawled up the The fox walls. and the hound. What, oh, what yeah. was the thing? I was like... What is that? Yeah, it, it gets too tankish, too mecha. So I'm yeah. really hoping that uh, they um, they stick with those bat accents for the vehicles. See, and, but that 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 brings up a good point, though. Like that's that's why I like this kind of thing, where especially in an early days Batman, where it looks like everything is homemade. Because what I disliked most about his arsenal in the Nolan movies is that everything he had was repurposed military tech made by Wayne Enterprises. Yeah. And there's like, oh, we made this for the military and they didn't want it, so you can use it. He was going in no, the right He was bad. going in the right direction with Batman Begins. Uh suit, Gotham City, and then Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises just went too like realistic and militant. And it was, you know, obviously Dark Knight Rises is amazing, but it, it Batman Begins felt more comic book. So that was a that was a weird creative choice. But someone made a good point about talking about when Matt Reeves in those Planet of the Ape movies when Woody Harrelson invades the uh, the ape's cave or whatever it is and how epic it is. I'm thinking that this is in Matt Reeves' hands. Matt Reeves, who was a student of Jeff Loeb's screenwriting class. And we're also seeing pumpkins yep. on the scene. <laughs> making sure, you know, that so it's a good chance we're going to get a heavy, heavy long Halloween influence in this movie. Um, I'm not hating anything I see yet so far from, I hope Zoe Kravitz looks good as Selena, man. I hope it works. I think so. Like, you see, you see any pictures recently of her being out at like events and like movie premieres and shit like that. And she looks like she's Selena just in real life. Yeah, I'm hoping cause that's my only, I don't know, not a gripe, but just like. You know, concern. Like, I just hope. I, I, it, I think it could work well, but I, and I hope so too. Cause uh, every, I don't know. Everything else I'm seeing so far is. Uh, I mean, we, oh, the um, he's in a graveyard, a cemetery, and I like how they made those really extra, those extra large, exaggerated tombstones. Remind you of a lot of old Batman books and whatnot. So, um, who was the guy on the internet that snuck into the? <laughs> yeah, just just some dudes, huh? Yeah, <laughs> let great. me see what their. Uh, oh. I'll try to see what their account was. Because this is in, um, is it in Glasgow? Yeah, who are I'm these sure. guys? Uh, 
I don't have it anymore. Yeah, one one angle of that cow did look pretty good. I don't know, we're gonna see. And those gauntlets look so talon. Um, yeah, man. And, you know, this kind of stuff makes me really, really interested in terms of what the movie's gonna be like and kind of want to see it now. So, um, but yeah, the internet got lit today on fire and, uh, yeah, there's been some interesting reactions. Okay, so this is what the uh, the account was, Fellowship of the Cairns. That's the, uh, <laughs> if you go check out their page, those are the guys they snuck onto the set. Uh, well, one of the shooting locations, and they've got some pictures and videos of of around the grounds, and there's a shot looking into a trailer where it, what looks like uh, a bat suit is hanging there. Jeez. Who is a security at this set? <laughs> it's it's uh you know who it is? It's it's that guy um that was in King of Queens that plays Mall Cop. He's the head of security. <laughs> he's the head of security for the, the Matt Reeves Batman movie. Uh, the at the same time they're shooting this, they're shooting Paul Blart three where he's uh guarding movie sets. <laughs> um oh, we could also segue in real quick or fit in uh Ben Affleck's recent revel- revelation about his battle with alcoholism, yeah, and how it affected everything. I mean, I, he kind of like, you kind of feel for the guy, man. He really like opened up about how hard it's been for him, you know, being off and on the drink, gambling, at the same time, you know, writing and acting, and you know, and and going through a divorce. Like you know, the time that he was Batman coincided with basically the hardest time of his life and it really makes you think about what his batman movie would have been like with that stroke like it's just oh, i'll tell you though i'm just happy I can't even think about it i'm just happy we got that the kind of batman we did in batman vs superman that is like such a beastly batman and you know i hope that matt reeves pay, plays pays close attention to that because we you know we want that kind of epic savage you know, brawling Batman, you know? Well, I mean, and it sucks that Ben was going through that and, and I hope this doesn't come across the wrong way, but you know, some of that could have helped him, you know, you know, with his performance as Bruce Wayne, you know, with someone who has such a heavy burden of emotions on him and his soul. Hmm. And I think that, he, you know, he, that, he mentioned that actually. Yeah, and that 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 weight carried over into that role, and it sucks that he had to go through that. But that's also, you know, life. You know, his art imitated his own life mm. in a way on that movie, and yeah, that sucks to go through that in real life. But, um, you know. I, I saw him do an interview on a, a recent sports talk radio sh- uh, show, and he looked really good. Yeah. He looked like he had lost a lot of weight. He looked like he was, you know, in a good place emotionally, and and uh, mm. so hope uh, hope it works out well for him. And it's <clears throat> funny because with him being on TV looking so good, and then this footage comes out today, and there are a lot of people saying that looks like Ben's fucking chin under that helmet. Oh shit! <laughs> what if the twist was surprise? This is Bruce being in here, and Pattinson is playing Nightwing. <laughs> mm. Sheesh! You know what's gonna That'd happen? Be perfect. Pat- Pat- that would have been great. 
pass is going to come out and everyone's going to complain. And they're like, oh, wait, wait, wait. And they're just going to CGI Ben's face on him like they did Sonic. And then everything's going to be fine. Uh, oh. Yeah. I don't know. I, I saw that little, you know, teaser they gave us, you know, what was it, about a week ago? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you think? I, I was digging the music, too. Like, Yeah. Yeah, if that's a sign of the score, that the movie's gonna sound cool too. All I all I know is this: it's like, you know, whenever there's a new Batman movie, everyone loses their minds, and with every new Batman movie comes out, there's just more and more people responding even quicker, and it's just it's just crazy Batman phenomenon. But I do know that Matt Reeves is a, a an amazing director. This guy is top level, man. So, and remember, one of the things he said a long time ago was that. Uh, with this movie, he wants to take Batman out of the superhero genre. Which is really good because that's where Batman belongs. See, that's why I gravitate towards Batman so much is because he's not like superhero-y, like up, up and away superpowers, super weaknesses. You know, it's this Batman is to me like a like opera, like a dramatic epic character you know and i think uh you could do you could really do some proper film proper cinema with batman at this well point. i mean in a perfect example of that was the daredevil netflix series yeah exactly yeah, no. here, here you've got nailed. a guy here you've got a guy that he does have enhanced abilities yeah. but it wasn't a superhero show exactly mm-hmm. daredevil was the best thing that marvel has ever done on live in terms of live action it's just yeah. it's it's excellent man it really is and uh, and i hope that's where they take batman with it and i you know things like the joker movie hope hopefully might add to that fuel to see how you could take these kind of characters these comic book characters and apply adapt them to this high you know high rush cinema and and look what happens. You generate a billion dollars and win fucking Academy Awards. You know yeah, I mean? but but I think Warner Brothers is really, you know, they want Batman to stay in that lane, you know. Yeah, I don't, it's I don't, funny. Yeah, uh, it, I, I can't really go into it today. Maybe if we record a, a stack episode tomorrow. But I was reading issue three of James Tynan's Hell Arisen uh, miniseries that comes out next week. And there's a perfect little thing. If you guys read it, you'll notice exactly what I'm talking about. But he sort of addresses exactly what we're talking about right now with the the tone that is used with these characters. Uh, if if you guys weren't gonna gonna read that, it's in uh, it's in box. So just go read that issue. You'll see what I'm talking Here, about. Here's the thing. Um, it's shifting where Joker movie does that well. Birds of prey. takes a huge shit you could see the you could see where the interest lies now it's lying in more mature high level cinema i think we also see that in comics too like think about what's been voted many people voted the highest book last year was harleen so it's this level of storytelling or cinema for these characters i think that's where everyone's interest is starting to focus on now and you know the proof was they said the proof is in the pudding you know it's money talks right like and i thought you were gonna make a harley joker joke there with your proof is in the pudding 
Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> but you know me. I've. I. You know what? I. I can't complain. I mean, Arkham Origins esque suit, long Halloween style movie. I mean, fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't complain. I, I, I'm digging this new... Fu- I, I hope this is the new trend for future films. That's what I'm saying. In term- yeah. Especially in terms of Batman, because, you know, we really need that right now. So, Tom, what are your thoughts on the new suit and the footage? The footage meaning, like, the the, the when he's falling off the fucking bike? Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> um... I mean, I don't know, man. It's uh, I don't think it looks horrible. The suit. Well, number one, I know that it's a, it's like an ill-fitting stuntman wearing it, and it's probably just for that. Literally, just for a shot of him on the bike. So they don't really give a fuck like that if it's perfect or whatever. That being said, um, the ear surprised me. Mm. Like I, that was a surprise. I didn't think they'd go like to the back of the head like that. I like how you made that little Hershey's kiss meme. <laughs> I, I was just in the mood for Hershey kisses. But uh, we we talked about too that this isn't that isn't the cowl that's in that footage. That's a bike helmet with like goggles on it. I don't know, so but it has. That, not it's, even got, the, it's got the, the stitching the cowl, though. It's got the, but that, the same like that, that didn't look at all like what we saw in the test footage thing that they showed though. It kind of looked like it to me. It, it just looked darker, and and uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't see the goggles over the eyes like the. Well, yeah, that's definitely an add-on. Swimming goggles looks. I'm gonna that, have uh, to break this pool stick. <coughs> Gramps, what do you think about the goggles <laughs> or the lenses, rather? Hmm. <laughs> 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 I I didn't like I the, I'm just gonna wait till like a legit picture comes out. Like oh, yeah. uh, this was just it was cool to see that like. Um, I, I think what Legends was talking about and how all these artists are taking credit for all the parts of it. It looks like a Frankenstein. Like they obviously took so many fucking like ins- they took inspiration from like ten different like like comic book artists. It looks like and kind of put them all together, you know. But it's funny how everyone's kind of pointing out like the parts that that they think they influence, which is kind of cool. But I I think also that they would see a lot more than we would notice even though you know we've looked at their designs they're the ones that have spent you know hundreds of hours crafting those designs so they probably see the elements that they were <coughs> that they were going for being put into this and said oh i i see what you know that was the same way that i crafted that yeah i'm seeing i'm i'm seeing a heavy rob liefeld uh, <laughs> inspiration for sure absolutely yeah because yeah, that's that's yeah, they chest. didn't show his feet that's what Oh, <laughs> does the did the pants look well? I don't even think the test footage shows any pants, huh? Oh, no, I, I believe so. he was wearing no pants, no pantsless. Mm. Yeah, because it's all because no the pants might no capes. Well, that could be CG. It could be. I was wondering, does he early on not have one, or is it like added on CG? Because mm. you got to have the the cape flapping in the wind. Yeah, mm. I also like how um. I don't hate that there's like daytime shots because um, I kind of like, even though some people are like, it's kind of stupid to see Batman fighting during the day, but cinematically it looked fucking cool in the scenes in the dark Knight rises mm. because it's just I, like such a, you I, just I don't, I don't think this scene is going to be daytime in the movie <laughs> though. Cause he had the headlight on, on, a, on that motorcycle. Oh, and yeah. I know a lot of movies, they shoot stuff during the day because you know, you can see shit, you know, 
mm. see what you're doing during the day. But I think this will be all filtered and it'll look like nighttime. Yeah, it's a good point because a lot of people that are, I mean, that's a good point in general because because you're not you're we're looking at pictures off of a dude's like cell phone probably or a camera or whatever. Mm. But yeah, they're gonna edit the shit out of the the coloring, the lighting, mm. whatever you know. So and again, it's just the guy on the bike. We're not looking at Pattinson in the suit. I'm sure that'll look even better because it's gonna be like fitting him perfectly or whatever. But I don't hate it. I don't hate the suit. Um, the only yeah. thing is. It's. It doesn't look to me. I, I see all these people complaining about it. I don't. I don't necessarily have any of those complaints. I can understand why they don't like it, but I don't think it's horrible looking. I could see why, like going from a a very comic accurate look, like the Affleck one, and then back to a, a tactical game. look. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense though for what he describes. He's trying to go for. Mm. Hey. So that's fine. Did you see the pumpkins? Yeah, that was cool. Oh shit! Um, Did you see Talia? No, there's, <laughs> there's <Talia>? he's stirring <laughs> up shit. Oh man, I'm gonna say I'm interested to see how all the other. Uh, I mean, we kind of saw. I also, I heard two different stories. I heard that um, Robin, Robin, wow, listen to me, Colin Farrell. I almost called him uh, Robin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Um, apparently, that set suit that we saw him standing with like a coat and holding an umbrella with the bleached blonde hair. You guys see that one? I had seen that shot, and then I heard it refuted that yes. it wasn't uh, even for this movie. Correct. They said that that was just him just standing around, like, not even, like, on set or something. So that changes up what – because people were like, oh, they're going for, like, Emperor Penguin. Mm. And so that's what I'm interested in. I'm, I want to see what the Riddler is going to look like. I want to see what mm. um, Penguin is going to look like. Everyone wants to see what Catwoman looks like. Mm. Yeah, this is crazy. There's a lot of heads in this movie, man. I'm pretty pumped for it. Matt Reeves, this is gonna be interesting. Yeah, he he doesn't make bad movies, so I'm I'm, dude. Oh my god, the internet's so funny. There's all these people just like shit talking, uh, the way the suit looks and saying like, oh my god. So I don't know if you guys are aware, but Affleck uh, recently is is he's on a press tour right now for his new movie coming out. And everywhere he goes, they keep talking about Batman. They're asking him questions <laughs> about like it's just so sad. They won't fucking let it go. <laughs> no, they won't let it go. They won't let it go. Number one, he uh, explains that the reason why he is no longer Batman is number one because the there was obvious like meddling in this. Like, they they changed a lot of things that that he signed up for originally. But then he very specifically states that he just didn't have the passion for it anymore. That he was writing the script for the Batman. He already did BVS and Justice League. And he had done like a bit in Suicide Squad. And he said that when he sat down to write like another version of the script, he realized he just didn't have passion for it. And he didn't want to he didn't want to do another one half assed. So that's why he like kind of decided to go back and not do it. And so he's explaining that like fucking alcoholism, his divorce, like plus, yes, studio meddling, like made him not want to go. And so that's why he's like on this new journey in his life and shit. And all these fucking mouth breathers on the Internet are like, do you hear that? He says that he wasn't passionate before, but maybe that means he has passion now. So he wants to come back. <laughs> so let's sign this petition to get him to come back. It's like, you fucking oh, man. You, you, He's telling you. you he stirred up the bin, boys. He almost died. He almost fucking died me being Batman. He's happy now, and you guys want him to do it again? Yeah. And, um... Oh, God. You, you, you want him to come back to it so you can shit on him again for making Seriously. another movie. 
This poor guy, and this is every interview he's done this week has been asking about Batman, and it's like, Jesus Christ, this guy's going to get this the rest of his life. Mm. Yeah, we kind of talked about how, you know, all that stuff, personal stuff, you know, weighed him down, but it also, in BVS, kind of made a, you know, impact on him, the way he played that character. Yeah, it sucked that he was going through yeah. that, but I think he brought that through on the screen. Right. And of course... You know, you don't want that going on in your personal life all the time just for, you know, the sake of your, your craft. But, you know, his his art reflected the life that he had going on, you know, outside of work. And it sucked. And it is good to see him in a better place now, you know. Yeah. Another great thing that uh, that people are getting shit on for is um, for the longest time, people have been saying that Jeff Johns was the reason why uh, Snyder lost Justice League and and uh, Jeff Johns was the one that was causing the most meddling and he fired Snyder he brought in Joss Whedon he rewrote a bunch of scripts and that's why and that's why Ben Affleck left so all these like Snyder cult assholes call him Snake Johns instead of Jeff Johns and they use all these snake emojis when referring to Jeff Johns and today Ben Affleck comes out and says in an interview that he wrote the, so people have been saying, oh, the the draft of the Batman script that Ben Affleck uh, wrote, Jay Oliva, who did a lot of the animated movies, said it was the most amazing Batman script he'd ever read. And we fucking know that Jeff Johns fucked that up, blah, blah, blah. Today in an interview, Ben Affleck says that he's like, I wrote a script with Jeff Johns, who I have a lot of respect for, and it was a good. So the fucking script that everyone's been saying was so great was actually written with Jeff Johns. Yeah. And Ben Affleck says that he still has a lot of respect and admiration for Jeff Johns. So all these Snyder cultists are fucking losing their minds because they don't know what to do now that the people that they were blaming for uh, the destruction of Justice League are turning out not to be the assholes they thought they were. But it's just funny shit. On the, just funny shit altogether on the Internet right now. <coughs> Man, I tell you, well, man, that's, that uh, that's popular. a that's a pretty good segue into, uh, you know, we're talking about people who get uh blamed for things it's a pretty good segue into uh the dan didio news <clears throat> yeah that's a big one today dc comics co-publisher dan didio been working at dc comics for i believe the past 10 years plus more i think well yeah. he was co-publisher for 10 years and he was uh an editor he was like vp editor and then like a regular editor for another like six before that it's so like 16 years it is, it's unknown whether he was fired or he left so none of that's certain but it is the end of an era and um a lot of people are happy about it because the truth is a lot of people do not like him because a lot of people blame him for a lot of things um see this this is one thing that bothers me about it's it's mostly on the internet like i never hear people talking like this in the comic shop but you see it online all the time and you see people taking it can be a, a writer, a publisher, whatever, you know, whatever creator might be involved in things. And they take what these people do with characters and they turn it into a personal beef and personal attacks. OK, sure. Maybe he maybe he killed a character in a comic book. But get a grip. There's no need to be online attacking him because he, you know, unless he killed your mom, then maybe you should chill out because he's 
just a guy that loves comics just like the rest of us and it, has spent it, his life working in comics. It, it amazes me how people can't differentiate fictional characters from, you know, people's real lives like that, especially, you know, the the Twitter trolls and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, they make professional choices that not all of us agree. There's professional choices made in this Batman movie that I don't personally agree, but I'm not going on there, you know, shit-talking Matt Reeves or anything like that. You know, i got nothing against the guy. It's just we'll wait and see what, what happens. But, man, there are some people that they just really need to get a fucking mm. grip, you know? Yeah, it's funny, too, because um, – the way I see it, because you, like you say, Robin, you hear the the com- like right now. You go on to Twitter and you search Dandy uh, Didio's name. The the majority of people speaking negatively are all random Twitter comic book fans. Every every positive praise is coming from all the yeah. writers and artists. Well, yeah, the people who worked with them. Like yeah. I, I I actually uh, pulled up a couple that I wanted to read here. It's like one of the foremost ones that I saw was because recently a lot of people have said that oh Dan DiDio was the one that messed up Tom King's plans and you made him do this and made him do that uh, this is what Tom said about Dan DiDio he said working for Dan DiDio was working for the ultimate comic nerd a man who passionately loved the medium and its creators a publisher who worked tirelessly on their behalf I'm eternally grateful he gave me quite a few shots can't wait to see what he does with his next one and he followed that up by posting a page from the Batman Elmer Fudd book said the most mm. damn thing I ever did, Batman v. Fudd. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Mitch replied to that, Mitch Garrett said, without that guy, I can't think of how Mr. Miracle would have ever happened. Right. Uh, Nicholas Scott, very sad to hear the news about Dan DiDio. Like many have already said, uh, he was one of my fiercest champions and almost every leap in my career came with his assistance. Uh, Donnie Cates, who hasn't even worked with him, had a meeting with him, we know. <laughs> but... Uh, didn't uh, didn't work for him. Said absolutely gutted to hear about the loss of Dan DiDio at DC Comics. Dan was always a great guy. Had a huge heart and laugh. I never worked with him, but I will mourn his exit nonetheless. Mm. And yeah, it's all that Doc Shaner saying you know similar things, and just everyone who actually worked with the guy talks about how awesome he was. But we have all these people who, at most, maybe saw him at a con moderating a panel or something are the ones who have negative things to say. And then there was also a couple of people who said, um, I think Gail Simone was one of them that said that, and I don't, I don't personally like her writing or, or her online presence, but I do respect her opinion because she's a, uh, she's a professional. And um, she was saying that uh, he took a lot of shit for decisions that weren't even his, mm-hmm. but because he was in that leadership role, it was his job to re- assume responsibility and he did it. And he never tried to pass it off on anyone else. Like yeah, he took off. He's not going to shit on Jim Lee. God forbid, you know. Yeah, and and so he, he, and it's funny because he was co-publisher with Jim, but no one ever talked shit about Jim. Everyone was always putting it on Didio. Exactly. Um, exactly. I, I, mean, I, I think people blame Dan for everything, and I think that wasn't fair. Like people right. say, he hated Nightwing. He wanted Nightwing killed, and he killed Alfred, and. You know, global warming they blame them for and all this yeah. shit. So it's like, yeah. but the thing too is like what you forget is that most of these guys and with those jobs, specifically like you know we're lucky that that these aren't like fucking corporate dudes that come from like like fast food chains or from like telemarketing companies. These are just straight up like comic book nerds that got these jobs. 
So these, like, the way I see it is Dan DiDio had the most amazing job to be able to craft the DC universe as how he wanted to see it as a fan. So not everyone's going to agree with each other. Fans aren't going to agree with what you want. But he basically had, like, a fucking toy chest that he was able to make he was wanting to make the universe that he wanted so it's like okay yeah like Mm. not everyone's gonna like it but you're doing what you want because that's the ability that you have Mm. um my favorite quote was probably the one that uh, chip zadarsky did Um, (laughs) he wrote wrote, oh man dan was a massive supporter of me being at marvel sorry to see him go (laughs) (laughs) yeah good good one but yeah the the hate is so unfounded like uh Everyone who worked with him had great things to say. And Dan was always super accessible. Anytime that I've had a question for Dan, I knew that I could send him a message and he would reply very quickly and very like happy to, to answer questions. He was always super, super nice to, to deal with. Now, you know, I, I personally had the pleasure of uh, there was a year at, at San Diego. I want to say maybe it was like 2014 or 2015. I was walking through um, the ballroom. And it was right outside where they were having these uh, the panels. And Dan must have been coming out of a DC panel. There was nobody in the hallway except for him, you know, myself, somebody else. So walking down the hallway, and I see Dan. And I go, "Hey, Dan, I just wanted to say, you know, I, I love." I, and I think at the time, Rebirth had just kind of kicked off, so you know, Rebirth was hitting it hard. Everyone was loving Rebirth. It was kind of going back to like a lot of things were coming back to the old way or whatever. And I was telling him, I was like, hey, man, like Rebirth is selling like crazy at my local comic shop. I really love it. And he was, I love hearing that. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for coming up to me and saying that. And this little boy, this little boy with a twinkle in his eye was so excited to see Dan DiDio. He ran up to Dan screaming at the top of his lungs, this little boy, <laughs> saying, Dan. Oh, my God. Dan. Dan DiDio. Yes, you. It's really Does anyone have a pen? <laughs> can you sign my book, Dan? Please, can you sign my book? Dan's like, oh, look at you, little sport. Of course, you're so adorable. What's your name? Jason. I love Legos. Absolutely love Legos, Dan. I love you. I love Legos. I love Batman. Can you sign my book, Dan? Does anyone have a pen? was so nice to this little boy so nice he patted him on the head he tossed <laughs> his hair and then he said absolutely and he didn't have a pen until this kid's freaking out he's like does anybody have a pen for the love of god does anyone have a pen and then and then you know someone i think a security guard came over gave us a pen dan signed it there you go here you go son have a great one and he pat him on the back and he on, on he went the little kid was skipping he had his bag <laughs> skipping hop hopping and skipping along it was great i wonder what that kid I wonder where that kid is today. Man, those impressions uh, will never be the same now. <coughs> it's too bad. I know. Too bad. Well, you can work on your Rob Liefeld impersonation. <laughs> I know. I know that's not. Oh my god, dude! What a fucking so, dick! So Rob Liefeld has been going off on Dan the Dio on Twitter all day, dancing on his grave, and dancing I'm, on his grave. And I'm like, yeah. man, like. This man is in his 50s. You're acting like that? It's just strange to be... Even if you didn't like the guy who had bad blood with him or whatever it may be. Well, the, the, the bad blood insane. is that Rob pitched him a bunch of bad ideas that he didn't want. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what it was. Rob, and, Rob yeah. posted publicly that, what, over the span of a, a year or two, he pitched like nine things to DC and they said no. Yeah, every single like, one. Well, if, don't hate Dan. Have better ideas. <laughs> so about four years ago, I came up to New York to go to New York Comic Con, and oh, yeah. and my my wife and I oh, uh, were in Central Park, 
and we were sitting at this bench and Rob Liefeld walks by and I know who he is and he, he's with his family and I, I don't say anything and he walks by and in my mind I'm just thinking, what a piece of shit. <laughs> and I get up and I, I start walking the opposite way and then just out of the corner of my eye I see something. I turn around and one of these huge New York City rats runs across the sidewalk into the bushes. And I'm like, it's shocked. And then all I could think of was, that's the second biggest rat I've seen in Central Park today. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Man. Let me see if I can find some of these tweets by what, life. What do, you, what do you guys think of this, this 5G initiative with AT&T talking about how they're going to reboot the DC universe and replace characters and all so this stuff? My, my, my question is, do you think that um, the DO was pushing that too hard and maybe that's why they, they got rid of him? Well, I mean, yeah, it, I don't know. It's Everything is speculation. We don't know what's going on, but I'm hearing a lot of rumbling about um, reboots and character replacements right. and all sorts of weird shit. Because from what I remember, um, New Fifty Two, like he he was a big he was like a big push guy for New Fifty Two. Rebirth was Johns, which he really didn't like. I think he had to get convinced by Johns to jump on with Rebirth. But then they, it yep. sold so well. It sold so well that like, how can you not kind of go along so with now, it? Now that the deal's gone, we could say that there were a lot of big blowouts. Between Johns and Didio, actually, over a lot of things like what Didio yeah. wanted to do, and and Johns won. Johns pushed hard for Rebirth, which was an absolute success. And uh, Badison just well, drove by. Depending, depending on, I guess, I think that's another reason why maybe Dan got got booted is because, like, Rebirth was a great success, probably like the first couple of, uh, maybe the first year of it. But what happened was Johns got would Johns that was his baby. But then he got tied up with like the movie stuff, so he like he like focused on that, and a lot of the things that would ha- like that should have happened with Rebirth, because Johns kind of went and did his thing with the movies, he kind of left it to DC, and rather than then like continuing on with everything, they they kind of let some of the things fall flat. Like a big one was how like Wally wasn't anywhere to be seen, like all of Rebirth up until um, was it the button and then Heroes and uh, Heroes in Crisis. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of something that people were saying, like, well, what happened with that? And then there's something else that happened during Rebirth. Um, was it Legion? Yeah, they teased Legion of Superheroes and Johnny Thunder. And um, that the Spectre, I think, was teased also. And those guys, the Blue Beetle was teased. And no, they didn't bring those back in. So I think, like, a lot of – from this is, again, just completely from speculation. <clears throat> a lot of the threads that Johns had tied in and then he left and he wasn't there to cultivate it were left to DC and then, and then DC kind of focused elsewhere. So, and I know that people were complaining at retailer summits and complaining at, um, I think it was mainly like the retailer summits where the publishing guys would speak directly to like retailers and they would have that a lot in in LA. And I remember uh, talking to a buddy of mine who would go to those was saying that like people were complaining about how they were, they're mad about like a lot of that shit because people weren't buying certain books because they, the characters weren't popping up the way they were supposed to. So Dan took a lot of that heat as far as and he he took it like he took it saying like no we I I take responsibility for that I will make an effort me and Jim will make an effort to push for bringing that back around and because he's saying that out loud and you're now putting yourself out there as the fall guy and if if it doesn't get brought up again people are going to complain and they're going to use your name mm. so I think that probably was happening as he made himself the face 
and whatever people were complaining about, they kept complaining about. And maybe it just became too much when when they bring up this new reboot. You know, okay, yeah, you're going to reboot again. You're going to have this stuff come up. But what about all the other shit that you said was going to happen? Like, is this just going to be the same thing or what's going on? And um, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I've, we've heard little, uh, we've heard little rumors of what 5G is going to be. Um, but fucking a, like this, it's no small thing to lose a co-publisher. So who knows what the fuck's going to happen who's, now? Who's, I wonder who's spearheading 5G anyway. Well, it's cause it, it has AT&T already merged with Time Warner. They have, right? Yeah, Doesn't AT&T already own Time, Time Warner? So it's, it's a big Maybe. push. Huh? Maybe. I think that's what the big push is, is that it's kind of like them just having more corporate, the corporate involvement, like almost like celebrating, like, I don't know, it's just, it's, it sounds like a big wig thing. Like they've just bought up this property and they want to pump money into it to see where it goes. I think that's what kind of it is. So in order to do that, like they, you know, you look at what, what worked, what made people go in and buy more comics, Rebirth and, and um, New 52, like you got tons more new readers in there with both of those launches so let's do it again i think and maybe somewhere there was infighting as far as like people didn't want because there's a lot of changes that were being rumored as far as like batman not being bruce wayne anymore um they were going to age wonder woman they were going to age out superman so then you know apparently um jonathan kent was going to be the new superman they didn't necessarily say who was going to be the new diana or the new uh wonder woman and then apparently lucius fox was going to be the new batman so they were going to age out a bunch of the old uh, characters. So, and people were freaking the fuck out about that all over the internet. And the majority of the voices were saying they didn't want it. So, who know? again, man, like like you said, everyone blames Dan DiDio for everything. So when people start complaining, that's the first person they're going to go to. And like, and, and again, you know, they got bought out by AT&T. So they're going to want to save money. And Dan probably made a shit ton of money. And it's so, okay, you look at, you have two co-publishers. Why, okay, well, can you need to? What about if you yeah, just it's, have one? It's it's like it's like when Saber bought Dunder Mifflin and Joe Bennett came in there and didn't like that <laughs> Jim and Michael were co-managers. <laughs> exactly. So you got two guys doing one job. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's and you look at Jim Lee. Well, compare Jim Lee to Dan DiDio. Fucking Jim Lee. You know whether you like want to admit it or not, you celebrate it as one of the you know huge image artist. You know big time X Men artist. Big time. Uh, Batman artist like so he not only has publishing credits but he's one of the most beloved art comic book artists you know currently he, he, he could fuck up all day long and people wouldn't call him out because <laughs> he's Jim Lee you know like yeah, Todd he, McFarlane calls him oh the golden child the golden boy yeah. he, ta- he calls him that yeah back uh, when they did the image do- documentary that's like, all he could do no wrong but Jim can't <laughs> handle that co-publishing <laughs> job alone because well, I don't think also- he's capable of it I think I don't know what Jeff Johns' current title is, <laughs> but they need to put Jeff Johns in charge of DC. Uh, I believe his current title is Lord and Savior, and you know it. That is that is the most common thing I saw on Twitter today is like tons of people saying, just make Jeff Johns the next co-publisher. But um, I didn't realize this, and I read this recently. I had always assumed that Jeff, you know, so, so Jeff Johns became the chief creative officer of dc comics and because he was chief creative officer he was in charge of how the movies were to uh, intertwine with the books so basically he was like a, a movie guru they were going to him to ask about how to incorporate the characters and all this shit he was helping with uh bv or he was helping with justice league he was helping with wonder woman um all that other shit because of the bad 
blood with Justice League. They demoted him and they put him out of that position. And when they did that, uh, he was no longer COO. They put Jim Lee in that spot. I didn't realize this, but not only that, he he's no longer like a high up at DC. He began his own um, publishing company and he is now like working alongside with DC. So he's not even like anything at the big but he's not like a big dc wig anymore he's literally just jeff johns with his own publishing company who works alongside with dc and who's still writing uh comic books who is focusing on the tv stuff so I, i i had not realized that until i read it and so so right now he's kind of like a freelance he's kind of like a free agent so um now that there's new management not only under uh, not only above DC because all the guys he worked with were Ken Suchihara, um, Diane, I forget her name. They're go- they're both gone. They both got fired. The only person left is Toby Emmerich, but he's the- he's doing the movies, so he has nothing to do with Jeff Johns anymore. So it might it might be possible to get Jeff Johns to come back if he wants it. But at the same time, like I don't think you're gonna be. Ma- I mean, he's probably making a shit ton of money with the TV stuff because he's producing almost like every fucking TV show that they got across all platforms. He's working on star girl right now that he's trying to come out with. Um, so if he does the, if he does anything comic related, it's, it's up to him, I guess up to him what they kind of come out with him with like a, a paycheck or what. But I mean, everyone's saying they want him to come back because of how he's kind of always had the best ideas and the best way to kind of keep the characters, kind of keep the characters to the heart of their character, I guess. It's a big fuck up, man. Like it's just a it's a big fucking clusterfuck right now. A big unknown time period. Mm. That is true. That is true. We shall see. Someone tweeted about Scott Scott Snyder not being quiet on Twitter about Dan DeDio's departure. Oh, he, he tweeted a picture of himself in Hawaii, <laughs> and it is saying that yeah. might mean that that might you know people starting to assume that Snyder might have been behind the deal getting out of there which is ridiculous it's just just fucking on vacation with his family it's ridiculous I know a lot of people are happy because the the bottom line is a lot of people blame their comic book unhappiness on Dan the deal you know they just they they don't know any other way yeah he was the face that they need to play so but it, it's no it's no secret that they you know some of them will say it in the way they're tweeting like yeah I disagree with Dan on a bunch of things but I respected him he was he was a comic book nerd who loved the characters he loved the company and he had every he had the best intention for the company just a specific way of did it I don't know and you know Scott's got a specific way of doing things too he's got ideas and maybe they did butt heads well, but we, I don't think we could say now we know that they butted heads in the past big time. <laughs> Yeah, but so. even even if guys butt heads on anything, it doesn't mean like one guy having ideas for what he wants to do with the business and someone else saying no, I, I I can't go, I can't I can't let you do that. You know, having different opinions like that doesn't mean that they dislike each other or anything right. like that. You know, I think it it could be that maybe Dan went into the office one day and showed his dick to everybody. <laughs> and and that's what did it. We don't know, but it's funny that everyone's speculating like they know. Well, maybe um... now, do you do you mean like he showed it to them in like a Louis C.K. kind of way, or <laughs> like, like oh, hey, uh, you you guys mind if I just uh whip it <laughs> up for you? 
Hey, what do you guys think about this? <laughs> Flop. <laughs> what are we talking about? Please edit that out. I don't know. The man's gone. It's okay. Yo. Yeah. Oh, I know damn. Sean Murphy is upset right now. He's he's worried about losing all the Dan the Dio impressions. <clears throat> oh, ah, yeah. That'll never happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Some, who was it? It wasn't Patch Zercher. Was it Cully Hammer? Let me see. Cully. Someone talked about how, um, I think it was him. He said uh, about Dan, where is it here? Let me bring it up. Um, no, that's him talking shit about Trump. Um, here, here it is. <clears throat> I met Dan DiDio in 2004 when he came up to introduce himself at a con. I'll be honest, I was feeling on a downward slide in general in this biz, and he had no reason to do that, but he did. And he said he wanted to get me doing more at DC. It wasn't long before I did Blue Beetle and everything else I've done there since. He really welcomed me back and involved me in stuff way more than I thought I'd ever be. And he's kept me busy ever since. Um, have I agreed with every decision? No. But I do know he loves comics. And as I've said many times, is, is, is as big a nerd as you'll ever meet. I know there are those who have issues with him, but the man has always been straight up with me and I count him as a friend. So I wish Dan the best and thank him for being a cheerleader, an irritant, a fan, a booster, and a good pal. Things will move on. They won't be the same as he gets off the train, but they never are. Um, yeah, so, and, and I, I read somewhere else that he was similar to, uh, what's his name? Neil um, Neil Adams was really big on uh, trying to get old artists props and, like, royalties for stuff they created and designed. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan apparently was very similar in like without asking or without without it being known or, or put out into the media that he he would go around behind the scenes and try to get like old artists who had designed shit written shit he'd try to give them the credit that was due on like, like a character is like fucking blowing up in a movie and now that's bringing in millions of dollars for the company dan was trying to like make it right by them which is really cool yeah so you don't hear everything great you know it's it's not until after the fact but um yeah, you know, shit changes, man. What, what are you gonna do about it? Shit changes. Show must go on. I my thing is like, fuck. Where's he gonna? What? Where's he gonna go? You know, yeah. be crazy to see him pop up at Marvel. What <laughs> <That> happened? <laughs> That'd be crazy. That'd be great if he he wound up at Marvel, and he continued to reject all of Rob Liefeld's ideas. Oh my god. Rob <laughs> It's funny too. Yeah, Rob's acting like this guy is not in a position of power where he can just get a job. Yeah, like you might have to work with him again. You fucking well, idiot. But well, Rob has recently burned his bridges with Marvel too, so he yeah. you know he doesn't have any prospects at at either place right now. He, so. He's also uh, he also is apparently no longer working with CGC. Did you hear about that? <laughs> no, he also apparently one. won't. Uh, honor his kickstarter campaign yeah, that is going on for the last seven years Jeez. so what's wrong yeah. this guy is he made like 40k or something off of that yeah he's a fraud um oh god where was it uh he, yeah he was oh oh okay yeah so the cgc thing so apparently um cgc the company is starting like this new label it's like a deadpool label a deadpool series where it's I guess there's probably like a like a custom or specific dead like a Deadpool cool 
label, you know, they got yellow labels, blue, blue labels unsigned, gray labels. I don't know what that is. Yellow label is a signature series. They're doing a Deadpool series now. And I guess it's specific to Deadpool books and whatever. So um, I don't know if they contacted him or what it was, but he didn't like the fact that uh, I think what it comes down to is he's probably not making money. The Like they're, they're making money off of it and he's not getting a cut. Or he feels that they're like upcharging, um, they're upcharging fans because what he said is he's already done, he's already signed so many books that have already been graded. So now that the fans, what if they want to take those books, they have to get them regraded and repay to get them in this now this new Deadpool banner. So he's like not about it. So he apparently was contacted by CGC because they wanted him to play ball, and he basically told him to fuck off. And then he goes from now on, and I won't be doing any business with CGC. So if you want a new, if you want a book signed by Rob and graded by CGC, like you better not let him see that you're working with CGC or that there's a witness because he's not going to let you do it. Um, which is pretty fucking nutty because I don't know how many. I mean, I've heard of uh, artists and writers like doing an additional charge to do a CGC book because it is kind of, I guess, a pain or. You know, they're making money off of the, the artists that you're that you're not giving back to the artist. But I've never heard of a, an artist straight up saying they're not going to work with CGC at all. So pretty crazy shit. Mm. Yeah, that is pretty nutty. But um, but anyway, to Dan, we wish you the best, Dan. Um, I'm sure Tom will keep your memory alive over here on Bat Force Radio. Dan, you might not be over at DC Comics, but you'll always be on Bat Force Radio. Mm. Hopefully, we'll act, hopefully that'll actually yeah. come true. We'll, yeah, I reached out to him, so we'll see what happens. That will be great. And uh, and uh, the Matt Reeves Batman movie, from what we've seen so far, looks uh, interesting, at least. Good to see those pumpkins. So anyway, Bat Force Radio, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. So uh, yeah. we're expanding this year, and we got a lot of things in store for everyone. So thanks again, for everyone. And we'll see you next time. Hey, Gotham Dwellers. Make sure to stop everything right now and subscribe to Bat Force Radio. We can be found on iTunes and SoundCloud. Don't miss out. Guaranteed to satisfy all of your Batman and DC needs. (laughs) 